0: placement. Kick on its way. Hands, and the bro. kick Rage
1: is hands, good. <laughs> Cajuns win it. A 53-yarder by Nate Snyder as time expires and Louisiana gets a 53-yard field goal from Nate Snyder and they win 20 to holy cow. Jay Walker Snap. on the call with Gerald Broussard, Learfield IMG College, and right here on ESPN 1420. And joining us now, the head coach of Louisiana's Raging Cajuns, Billy Napier. And the first thing you told us after the game, Billy, was, well, I hope you guys were entertained. Uh, when you're coaching a game like that, uh, can, can you be entertained while also... Dealing with the perhaps stress or responsibility of trying to coach a football team and get a win.
0: Well, you know, I think I think that um, you know we went in there a little shorthanded. We were without a couple players, and then within the game, we lost players. You know, we had some injuries throughout, uh, so we knew it was going to be a tough day at the park. You know, they they got most of their team back. They had uh, COVID issues a couple weeks ago. Um, We knew it was going to be a battle. We played those guys to a really close game down at their place the last time we played. You know, they're a big, fast, physical team. The quarterback creates issues for you. Um, And, you know, it was just one of those days at the park, man. You know, just had a few miscues here and there. We did a lot of good things well. I was really proud uh, of a lot of the young men that stepped up and really played football for the Cajuns for the first time in their career. Uh, when it really matters,
1: um you know, and this is gonna be I don't maybe not an inside baseball question, but I just thought of it uh, when you're when you have a season where you don't have to worry about um eligibility in terms of well, if this guy plays more than four, you could you where that's kind of all off the table and you're dealing with the loss of so many players, uh how nice is it just not to have to have that in the back of your mind or uh, or on a chart, or even think about it. When you really need, I mean, it is it is all hands on deck this season.
0: Well, no, I, I think it was it's a great rule the NCAA incorporated a month or two ago. Um, certainly, going to need them all. You know, I think you know our our streak of nine weeks there, where we were, you know, without any issues. Uh, once school started, you know, that's when we kind of had. Uh, more issues um, as we would say but in general really proud of our team you know we took the players that were available the the coaches did a really good job Uh, defensively we had a good plan they played really hard we played through the ups and the downs you know on offense and then you know in general it, it became one of those days where we had to you know play our way through the tough the ups and downs of the game and you got to give uh, Nate Snyder a lot of credit. You know, he's been through some adversity here early, um, been working really hard on his technique and fundamentals, and uh, certainly to be in the right place there mentally and be prepared for the team and to do your job at, at the critical moment. Pretty special, pretty special opportunity there for him. He took full advantage of it.
1: Well, uh, Coach Napier, our guest, espn dot 1420.com. Um, I love, I I just when moments like that happen, Billy, I always tell myself, you know, this is when I love football, when it it gets to really play the redemption story within itself, right? Because for Nate Snyder, um, you know, look, I I work in the media, uh, I hear from fans a lot, and I know everything that was being said, and, uh, you know, text messages or tweets or, oh my God, what is this, what is that? and uh, for him to nail that and i can tell you this you know i um i was at church yesterday a uh, a social distance version of and um you know the uh, the priest led his homily off talking about Nate Snyder's kick and tying it into the homily <laughs> and about redemption and uh, and i was like amen, brother because when you have i mean look he he was struggling i mean it, it's it's obvious he wouldn't have said as much but to suddenly have that opportunity come up where, okay, it's going to be the longest one by far this year you're attempting, and uh, it's only the game on the line, so good luck, kid. Um, I mean, he to, to have that mental fortitude um, to nail it, man, That was uh, that's just those moments in football that when it comes to redemption, I personally, I just love them, Coach.
0: Yeah, we, we've – you know, I think our team, I think you've heard from some of the players – You know, we've been around, Nate, going all the way back to minicamp and training camp and even in season. Uh, We've seen his ability. You know, he's been a really consistent player uh, in practice. I I would say some of the struggles he's had uh, in the games was a little bit of a surprise to us. Uh, So there's always been, even though he's missed a couple, there's always been kind of a quiet confidence that, you know, as time goes and he gets comfortable that, that he's going to be a weapon for our team. Um, You know, I think fundamentally there were a few things. Sometimes the operation early in the year wasn't quite as sharp. So, you know, much like a lot of us, uh, coaches included, uh, we've made some mistakes. We haven't played our best at times or coached our best at times. He's no different. I'm really proud of him to continue to work, and uh, hopefully this will help him, you know, gain some confidence and be, uh, a better competitor on game day, uh, which I really think he can be. I think he'd be a special
1: player for us. Um, it's a hypothetical, but not having Kenny Almendarez, who's kicked some uh, some kicks for you this year, uh, he being out, um, does that was that in the back of your mind at all? As as Snyder misses the first kick, like okay, look, we're riding it one way or the other. I mean, if he's back there, as things may be a little different on Saturday.
0: Well, I, I think, I mean, we, we've got what we got. You know, I I, uh, I told the staff the other day, I said, this is a little bit like week to week. It's like high school football coaching. You take what you, you've got in your community and you try to make the best team out of it you can. You know, I mean, um, and certainly that's kind of what we've been doing. You know, I think. It's really created a team atmosphere, you know, where everybody feels like they've got to be prepared and be ready week to week. Um, the roles inside the building and within the team have changed quite a bit just in three games. So uh, it's been it's been a lot of fun. I know some may think that, um, you know, there's there is some negatives that come with it, and certainly we're working around those things. But you know, to see a lot of these young men work. Work really hard, and then have an opportunity, you know, to see that excitement. Some of these kids—it's been—it's been a lot of fun, and certainly for the Cajuns to be three and zero, you know, and work our way through a lot of ups and downs is a good thing.
1: Rayce Cajun head football coach Billy Napier, our guest. Uh, how are you guys feeling in the health department? How's Chris Smith feeling? And um, just coming out of that one, I know there's always some some nicks and bruises coming out of a game.
0: Now we we are a little banged up. Um, you know, we've played really three uh, tough games in a row here, you know, ones that go down to the, the final minute. So um, I think it's part of the game. You know, we're fortunate we're going to have a 10-day break here before we go to Boone, North Carolina, um, and we're going to need that. You know, we've got a handful of players that are banged up. We certainly are going to get a big contingency of players back for this game, which will be a positive Um But we're going to take a little bit of a two-day approach on Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, We're going to work really hard over the next three days on our team and some future opponents, Um, you know, and really try to get healthy, uh, manage the workload, um, and then also working on some of these young players continuing to develop, and then some of the veteran players that we have trying to help them play better, and coming up for – you know with plans for improvement uh, developing a practice plan for those two days so we'll turn the page officially on Thursday to have state um, you know but in the meantime we're going to try to get healthy here uh, and work with the players that are available uh, and be real intentional about that
1: any updates on on Chris Smith coming out of the game coach
0: um, we don't think it's a um, long-term issue um, we think that uh, it's going to be, you know, just a matter of a couple days to recover here. Um, but I don't think that we anticipate it being a, you know, a season-ending injury.
1: You know, I know that uh, with with Elijah Mitchell unavailable to play, and then when Chris Smith got injured, you know, you got Trey Ragus who's been there for a while. Uh, you said after the game, he's one of the more uh, selfless uh, players that you've ever coached in your entire career of coaching. Uh, just to have him available, the experience, the leadership, both in the run and the pass game. I mean, some big catches late. Just speak for a moment on Regis, uh, what he means to the team and and how he kind of stands out among all the players you've coached throughout your career.
0: Yeah, I think I think the running backs in particular uh, over the last couple of years, Coach Luke has done a terrific job with that group. Uh, they're all exceptional people. You know, I think there's an expectation in that room and a standard in that room about how to go about your business as a person, as a student, Um, you know, in the community. uh, Trey's been, you know, his relationship with Eli, with Raymond in the past couple years, with some of these young players now, T.J. Wish and Mamani Bailey, Chris Smith, that, that entire group. Uh, the way we share the load in that room and for, for us to never have an issue there, for them to buy into that concept, I think has been huge. You know, Trey's been a steady, consistent player. Uh, he's one of our better practice players and, you know, really proud of Trey. You know, I think he um, you know, he's been through a few things as, as we've been through this deal, and I think in general, he's stepped up. Certainly those two catches at the end of the game, there were we're big and having an opportunity to even kick the field
1: goal. Coach Billy Napier, our guest, DSP in fourteen twenty. Uh, number of newcomers stepping up, like you said. Uh, Errol Rogers Jr. Uh, getting his first career uh, receptions, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe he had one last week, but getting his first career touchdown as well. You know, you, mm-hmm. we knew coming into this season, Coach COVID or not, injuries or not, we knew coming in that some freshman at the receiver position we're going to have to step up you've had a number of them but uh for the local kid his performance on saturday um how much of uh, was he you know kind of going into the game part of the game plan and how much was he uh just you know as the game came to you guys just kind of taking his shots whenever his uh, his number was called
0: well er- Errol started the game you know it was his first start uh certainly I think Errol would be a little bit further along if he hadn't been injured in training camp. He had a kind of an oblique strain in training camp that set him back for about 10 days. Uh, But as he's gotten healthy, uh, he's proved to be a real steady, consistent player. Um, You know, and a guy, it's not too big for him, right? He's able to go to the meeting, go to the walkthrough, uh, retains information well. He's really a detailed player. Uh, and some of that showed up, you know, Saturday. I thought he really played well for a rookie, you know. Um, and I think that was one of the bright spots there is to not only see him get time, but also to play play well. I think that's a good sign for the future. Uh, we knew these young receivers were going to have to play. Uh, some of these injuries have forced that. Um, and I do think we took a step forward. I thought that that group played well. Saturday when we went back and looked at the tape, a lot more specific, detailed, and um, we had more precision. They played more physical. Um, you know, certainly from Georgia State to Georgia Southern, I thought the receiver group really improve arrow was part of that, for sure.
1: Billy Napier, our guest, ESPN 1420 and .com. I'm Scott Prather. Uh, the Cajuns now 3-0. and Coach, um, <clears throat> you know, you've consistently said, what you said about the polls you know they'll we just worry about what we got to worry about uh, but fans were anxious to see what would happen when the latest polls came out uh, how many on your staff if at all were, were, were paying attention yesterday what are your thoughts on improving to 3-0 and but falling out of the coaches and the AP top 25
0: well I think you throw a lot of teams you know back into the polls that haven't played um, you know, it doesn't matter where you start. It's about where it's about where you finish. It was great there when there weren't a lot of teams available to get some recognition and all that great for the program, great for the university and the community, but you know, we, we can finish there, you know, we just got to handle our business, you know, and I think uh, that's, what's most important here. We've got a quality win against the power five opponent, um, you know, I think going forward here it's it's really about one week at a time doing what we're supposed to do. And in the end, if you're one of those teams that's left and you've got a, a proven history and track record and uh, some really good wins on your schedule, you'll get that opportunity. But you know that that's not our choice or our decision. Those are external factors that you know you can't worry about those things, right? those those out that's icing on the cake. You know we need to uh, win these league games and and try to get in position to win the Western division and get back in the championship game. Um, And along the way, um, continue to improve, right? When we get an opportunity to play well um, on national TV, you know, that always affects these polls. So um, it is what it is right now. You know, and all I can tell you is we got nine days now to get ready for App State. And that's what we're going to work on.
1: Nine days for App State uh, that, Coach, you know, since you've been here, hadn't been able to get by them. And frankly, this program as a whole lifetime has not been able to beat App State. Um, you know, you have it's not like you've been here for 10 years, but you've faced this team a lot already because you've both been at the top of your divisions. You played for conference championships. Um, what are your, your early thoughts on this year's version of App State? I know you'll dig a lot more into the tape as that game grows closer, but just this team and, and, and I guess keys to being able to beat them for the first time.
0: Well, I think, I think it's way too early to answer some of those questions. You know, uh, we'll, we'll cross that bridge on third Thursday when we turn the page. Um, in the meantime, we're going to try to get healthy, work really hard on our team for two days and some future opponents. Um, you know, nothing that's happened in the past is going to affect this game. You know, it's going to come down to this team, this staff, Uh, trying to position our players and have the best plan we can uh, for them. Uh, Let's take the players that are available for the game and get the most out of them. And that's what we're going to worry about. We're going to worry about anything that happened in the past. This is 2020. Um, You know, and I I think it's imperative that we do that. Um, You know, sometimes we get caught up in the emotion of the game or the history behind the game, when in reality it's going to come down to the basics Uh, The fundamentals, the execution, um, certainly a lot of work left to do between now and then, and that's what's going to count.
1: Coach, Billy Napier uh, has been our guest. A few more for you, Coach. Uh, 11 a.m. kickoffs, first three weeks. When you play in nine days, it'll be a a 6.30 kickoff central time, 7.30 where you guys will be out in Boone. Does the preparation um, change at all? Are there any alterations based on the kickoff time? in terms of uh, your lead-up to the game?
0: Well, I mean, our our schedule on Friday and Saturday obviously will be a little bit different. We're on the road. Um, We'll just pull out the blueprint, you know, for those type of games. We've played many of them. So, um, you know, the the one thing that's different is you've got um, 10-day turnaround, right? So our blueprint will be a little bit different in terms of how we practice. But in general, we're typically – uh, you know, a night operation here. Most of our games are at night. So the early games is probably where the most significant changes have been. I think our kids will be really comfortable with the 630 kick uh, central time. Uh, that's that's what we've done around here more than anything
1: else. Plenty of videos, uh, not plenty, a few videos from inside the locker room. Doug Domain does such a great job. Um, but uh, the, the team... Lifting up Nate Snyder, as he uh, does a little pose here and there. It's become a meme of, uh, of sorts here around these parts. But when the team, uh, you know, we, we've seen some videos, coach, where you're, uh, you know, you're smiling and, and you're kind of having fun. But when the team is, is cutting up like that in the locker room, do you jump in or do you just kind of, are those moments as a coach, you just kind of sit back and, and just just soak it in and smile?
0: No, man, I think it's uh, it's part of the game. Man, these guys deserve it. They work really hard for it. I know they're certainly proud for Nate, you know, and for him and what he's been through. But um, in general, um, you know, that's why you do it. You know, I think these guys, they work around the clock. You know, it's a year-round plan that we have here and that we ask a lot of them. So when they get opportunities to do that, they deserve to do it.
1: Being a Cajun field uh, with some, some in attendance, the band, the fans, uh, practicing social distancing. What was the atmosphere like from a, a a home game standpoint in the year twenty twenty?
0: You know, I was really proud um, that we were able to get you know whatever capacity that was available. It was great to see that we were able to do that. You know, I think that. Uh, And it was a good environment. You know, I think we played a couple different places so far this year. Um, You know, it was great to see our fans out. Certainly, I thought our administration did a really good job of trying to create a typical home game experience. Uh, We certainly appreciate the students that were there, the band. Um, You know, and I thought it was well thought out. I hope that uh, the fans had a good experience. I know our administration will be working hard to – make it even better going forward. And then at some point this year, um, maybe they'll allow more people to come.
1: You know, I know we're all hoping for that. Uh, Coach, being at home, you know, it wasn't a long flight home. You got to, you know, leave the facility, drive back, see the family. So what uh, what did the three young Napier kids say to dad when he walked in the door after Saturday's win?
0: Oh, man, they were fired up. They were fired up, you know, we um that's one of the best things about playing at 11 o'clock you know i was joking around with the officials before the game you know told them we might have have a half a day here where we can plop our feet up and watch some football and spend time with family um and certainly we were thankful for that it's always a lot better uh when you win the game and certainly to win it the way we did uh, made it a fun day so everybody was great we we um we're very blessed to be three and zero, um, and that made Saturday evening a lot better. It's going to make the next nine days a lot better too. So, uh, you know, we got work to do, and uh, that's what we're going to turn our attention to here as we get ready for a great opportunity here in a couple days.
1: Louisiana's raging Cajuns, three and zero after the twenty to eighteen walk off winner against Georgia Southern. Coach, always appreciate you taking the time, man. I know. Um, in terms of routine this week's a little different so coming on monday morning is a little different in terms of the rest of your schedule but we always appreciate it i know the listeners do as well and uh, best of luck prepping for app state um i'll be seeing you on some zoom calls but in the meantime man all the best and we'll talk to you again soon all right all
0: right scott thank you man thank you i'll see you around right.
1: occasion football coach billy napier